I don't know whether you can hear me or not. Maybe some of what I'm saying will echo through. Welcome back to Trust God Bro, episode six. Today we have Kendall and Jen Ayersman with us. Um, yeah, so we today we're going to talk about how to trust God in sports and athletics. And so it's going to be really good. We've had a good conversation beforehand about how that's worked out in our lives, and I'm, I'm excited. So do you guys want to introduce yourselves? And Yeah, so I'm Jen Ayersman. <laughs> I actually graduated from ISU, and I'm going to grad school now. Um, yeah, a lot of my testimony has to do with athletics, so I'm excited to talk a little bit today. And I'm Kendall. I will be a senior I see you this year. I play in the volleyball team, and yeah, I'm just excited to talk about how God has changed my life this past two years. Cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, these guys are a lot of fun, and I've um, seen them around campus a lot, and how God's used your um, gifts to glorify Him by just, you know, the conversations and relationships you guys have, and yeah, so we just wanted to start off by talking about, like, what exactly is biblically, like, sports? Like, how does that work out? Are, like, sports even biblical? Like, does that, like, matter? Does God care? Like, to start off, it's like, yes, it's like Paul is saying in the Bible, he's always using analogies of, like, the race, like, run the race, and it's like, he's using these things, like, as a good like model for us to use in our Christian life. And so like I think it is, but part of that is like we have gone through the fall. And so it's like our natural inclination is to find our hope in the things around us and because of the futility, it's like the part of the curse is like we're just going to try to find our meaning and significance in the stuff around us. And so we do that with sports. And so it's we end up not fulfilled and not satisfied. But, like, being redeemed, like, in Christ, like, putting your faith in Jesus and His shed blood, it gives you a new meaning and significance, and so it enables you to live out 1 Corinthians 10.31, which says, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all the glory of God. And so it's like, you, when you realize that, it's like, whether I'm on the volleyball court or wherever, you can, like, live that out. And so that's kind of a quick rundown of how that um, works in our lives, and, um, yeah, so when when you guys think of sports, like how do you think it's affected your lives? Um, and I'm just gonna open up the floor, say whatever you guys want, and we'll we'll drill in later. Okay. Okay. So my family is very um, sports heavy. My mom played basketball at ISU. My dad played baseball at Ohio. My brother and sister both played college basketball. So I was kind of on that trajectory too, wanting to be a runner in college and put so much of my identity in that and in my performance and realized it became an idol. So we were talking earlier about what it means to have an idol in your life and it means that something that you find the most, your significance and your worth. So it was really hard for me to take that apart from running. Um, When I was a freshman in high school, I started having these health issues and we couldn't figure it out. I would just kind of pass out all the time. Um, I suffered some seizures. So I went through a definitely crazy time. I wasn't a Christian at the time. I had just lost my dad to cancer. So I was feeling very lo- the low and the brokenness of the world. This older college girl actually shared the gospel with me, and it changed my life. And I found this joy um, that I hadn't ever experienced um, apart from sports before. So God definitely changed my heart there, and now I'm uh, healthy, have outgrown my heart condition, and um, God has just shown me that 
sports can be a way to draw near to him. Um, I really learned don't put your hope in something that can be taken away from you. Mm. So I've learned a lot of things through my um, experience as an athlete that has helped me in my spiritual life. Um, and so I think what it comes down to is to give God the glory means to act in a way that's pleasing to him. And I think we can do that in so many aspects through athletics. So Anyways. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if you guys know, but I picked a really broad topic. So, like, we're, <laughs> we're just going to hit the very, very top and just open the door. But, yeah, yeah. Kendall, you want to? Uh, I think I relate to Jen a lot. I come from a athletic family. I had a cousin who played in the NFL for years. Wow. <clears throat> my Both my older sisters played co- college basketball, and then one switched halfway to play volleyball. And then I play volleyball now, and just growing up, we never went on vacations. Our money was spent on sports, AAU. We played all three sports, softball, basketball, and volleyball growing up. And it was not cheap for my family. But, yeah, I just feel like uh, when I came to college, I wasn't a Christian. Um, I knew that I was good at volleyball, and I knew I was one of the best coming out of Iowa. And so... That, like, just fueled my fire, and I, like, really played, and I worked hard for my success and my name to be known. Um, A lot of people knew who I was in Iowa, but nobody really knew who I was coming to Hmm. Illinois State. And my position, I was playing behind an All-American, so really nobody knew my name. And so I just constantly was working uh, Hmm. for that title and for that just like approval and satisfaction for myself and for other people to give me. And I think I was look back on it and I was doing it for my parents as well. Um, just cause they enjoyed watching me play and they put all this time and effort and like the training and making me who I was, that I wanted to be as best I could for them. So yeah. And then I met Sydney, a girl who works on a ministry here and I, just she kind of shared the gospel with me and throughout the entire time I've been alive I thought I've been a Christian but I wasn't and it just really like wrecked my world Mm. um I thought that I was going to have to take or that volleyball was going to be taken away from me just because I thought that Mm. um I idolized it too much and it was something that I put above everything else in my life but I just really worked through things and realized that how I can glorify God through my sport Mm. and it took me about I don't know, a season and a half to realize, like, what I'm doing. And, yeah, so I think, like, just glorifying God through my sport would be to show, like, my teammates and the community and my family Mm. and just, like, everybody around me who Christ is uh, through me. Mm. And, I mean, I'm not perfect or am I good at it (laughs) half the time I get angry on the court. But I think that just showing Christ-like characteristics through my life is super important, um, especially being an athlete. So yeah. yeah, that's really helpful. I mean, it's like you didn't just go. I mean, it was like a really hard season yeah. you went through. So this past season, yeah, it was um, I broke my hand, <laughs> played with a broken finger. Um, then I found out I got MRSA, which is like an intense skin infection (laughs) disease so I can't believe I just said that but whatever (laughs) (laughs) am I gonna get MRSA (laughs) um and then as I was hurt I sprained my ACL which I've already came back from an ACL tear and two meniscus repairs so I have not 
been healthy, <laughs> really. But so I had to learn from being behind an All-American for two years and then finally getting the athlo- or the libero spot mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. stepping back mm-hmm. um, right when conference season starts and giving it to a freshman and yeah. coaching her through it and making sure that mm-hmm. she can be the best that she can be, um, that she can lead the team in the position that she's at. While I was experiencing so much pain, I was angry. I didn't want Jesus in my life. I didn't mm-hmm. want to read my Bible. And... Luckily, though, that I had people in my life that was in my community um, that just kept pointing me back to the cross and mm-hmm. pointing me back that how much Jesus loves me and that he's not doing this to hate me. And there's so much like growth out of it. Mm-hmm. And it took a while. I mean, it took four and a half months to realize why I went through what I went through and how much I learned from the experience of stepping back and helping my teammates in the position that I could. And Mm -hmm. just the fact of knowing that I had hope that wasn't in my sport, you know, was helpful. I mean, it hurt. It wasn't Mm -hmm. easy. I felt like a lot of stuff was just taken from me and a lot of like hard work over the years. And you only get, in my mindset, you only get four years of mm-hmm. really competitive volleyball or any sport mm-hmm. at college level. And so when you're out for half the season and have to teach somebody to take your spot is really hard, um, but who is actually really, really good too. Mm-hmm. And I just grew so much from it. And part of it's part of my story now, and Jesus mm-hmm. has really, like, worked in me to humble me Mm -hmm. and that's something I pray for is to just be humbled and Mm -hmm. he answered it yeah for sure so that's like I mean like to do that it's like takes so much humility it's like I I mean like giving over like a freshman first of all and like you work so hard for this Mm -hmm. it's like it's it's mind-blowing so it's like what do you think like was like the source of like that like humility like I mean, like, what do you think, like, like changed in your mind, oh, like, yeah. to do that? I just felt like, so, this is really funny. Um, when I broke my finger, I played on it. We just had to come up and, like, tape it, make a brace for it. And I walked Looks in. like a club. Yeah. <laughs> I walked in, and I was, like, so upset. And my coach looked at me in the eye and goes, if you're going to pout like that, get the F out of my gym. And I was like, yeah, all right. I don't deserve to pout, like, all these people, everybody here is to work really hard and my position can just be taken from me any moment. And so the world doesn't revolve around me. And mm-hmm. so that like changed my mindset. And then when that was the first injury and then when every injury happened, yeah. um, she just like really, I like actually feel like it was my coach who was like, Hey, you got to work for your teammates and not yourself. And it like took me a day and my entire mindset just like switched where, I wanted to work for my teammates and wanted my teammates mm-hmm. to be the best they could because, I mean, we beat, we had a great season and we played great teams and I wanted them to succeed mm-hmm. because when I came back too, I wanted to be right there, part of that success as well. And mm-hmm. during this entire time, I um, was just really like angry at God. And so I feel like... Um, having that humility where I had to express my emotions to my D group um, and like confess sin that is just nobody ever wants to confess Mm. sin and when I had to do that it's just like I saw how much love that my other Christian community uh, just really 
gave me and wanted me to succeed and loved me so well that it was just, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like that is the head source. Took yeah. me a while to get there, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. Like, through that time, I think it's easy to think it's like, God isn't, like, being good. Like, there's an essence mm-hmm. of, like, I feel like God, you know, I deserve a win. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, I need this, whether it's, like, in sports mm-hmm. or in just life. It's mm-hmm. like, I've had, like, you know, all these things happen. It's like, God, I've, I've loved you so much. I've done all these things. Mm-hmm. Now I deserve, like, you to, like, give me something. Mm-hmm. And, for sure. Yeah. I remember sitting in a D group one time and... It was right after I found out. So my hand was broken Mm -hmm. and I found out I just sprained my ACL, which you can't fix sprained Mm -hmm. ACLs unless you go get an ACL surgery. Mm -hmm. And I just remember sitting there and I was like, you know what? I just feel like I've been through so much and he's punishing me and I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I don't deserve any of this. And I was just like super angry because I see people who aren't Christians and who don't know God Mm -hmm. and are successful and are earning all these things and it's just like how is that fair and I I don't understand that and why am I getting punished Mm -hmm. for when I know you God and I love you and I'm Mm -hmm. following you so I'm just not maybe won't follow you Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how it was for me for a while yeah Mm -hmm. I mean I'm sure Jen we talked about this too a little bit before but you can add some on but I think just real quickly like First Thessalonians like four three. It's like this is the will of God, your sanctification. So like mm-hmm. God has a bigger desire mm-hmm. than like just like our wins and stuff like that. So even like the bad things that are happening, it's like it's not meaningless. So like He's using it for our good, um, even though it's like can be really terrible and make you like doubt God and like why like if you're loving like you you wouldn't you do this? But also it plays into a part of like a works righteousness almost where you mm-hmm. think it's like oh if I work enough then I deserve God's favor either in, like, athletics or in your spiritual life, you know, I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, I work and work, and then I deserve this. So, I'm, yeah, totally. you can pitch in a little bit. I think it definitely is easy, if you get, catch yourself in that mindset, to get um, have resentment and to be bitter, and I think have yeah. this envy towards other people and this, this sense of entitlement. And I think that is so evident in our culture today, um, just this, I deserve this, I want this instant gratification but at the end of the day like only what will satisfy is Christ um no matter how many wins we get garner up or anything um but kind of going off what Dayton was saying about does God really care like if we win do does he just care Mm -hmm. if we just do our best and I want to share this quote from Martin Luther that says the Christian shoemaker does his duty not by putting little crosses on the shoes but by making good shoes because God is interested in good craftsmanship. And it's like, Kendall, like, you've worked so hard. God has given you that gift to be such an incredible volleyball player. I have not gotten that gift. And so it's like... <laughs> Kendall, yeah. Kendall, Kendall, Kendall. It's just not what we want. It's not okay. That's bad theology right there. Sure. But it's just like, does God care, like... You know, we were talking about earlier, like, should I just give it my all on game day? Yeah. Well, no, the training, that's building character. Going, going along with the mm-hmm. First Thessalonians, it's like, that is building your character. Mm-hmm. That is um, a part of your sanctification. It can vary, yeah. you know, you can increase in your sanctification um, and in your sport at the same time, you know, if you really leverage it as a way to get closer to the mm-hmm. Lord. I liked how you talked about, too, like, Christ is, like, the only satisfying thing. Mm. Yeah, I just, like, feel like that's really hard to understand sometimes, Mm. and it's, like, 
I just think of it in a way, I think it's really important to have goals and chase after those goals um, and do them the best that you Mm -hmm. can. But it's like, all right, well, if that's what you're only working so hard for and that's what means everything to you, and if you don't get Mm -hmm. it, then what happens? Like, what's Mm -hmm. the next thing? Or if you do get it, all right, what's the next thing you get? Like, that only satisfies you for that weekend or that next couple Mm -hmm. months when it's in the news and you get to have public appearances, like at basketball games and halftime shows and everything. It's like, all right, well, then what's next, you know? And Mm -hmm. I just feel like that's really important. That's a good understanding of just how Christ and what he has sent or why he was sent here um, Mm-hmm. and to die on the cross for mm-hmm. us really means for our lives yeah mm-hmm. and that's like true satisfaction and that's like the root of holiness it's mm-hmm. like being mm-hmm. truly satisfied in jesus means i don't have to go to like other sources but i can go to him and like that's gonna, it's gonna fill me up and give me like a lasting joy and i think you said this jen like you this has kind of been like a quote like you use in your own life uh don't put your hope in something that can be taken away from you uh, that's something that I've had to tell myself over and over again, just with, I went through an identity crisis when I wasn't an athlete anymore. I didn't feel like I related to my siblings even, or my other friends, and I thought I couldn't relate to them with sports anymore because I couldn't be this competitive athlete. So I looked at my worth as something less um, than what Jesus sees me as, and when I became a Christian, uh, I just realized this is so lopsided, and I'm not... Um, loved and accepted because I was a decent runner. Mm -hmm. I was accepted and loved because of Jesus, who God is, and that he gave a son to die for me, and I have his righteousness. Um, So I think that sports offers this, like, heart check opportunity because I could see sin in so many areas of my sport of being jealous of uh, teammates, being bitter when I had a bad race, and Mm -hmm. just realizing, like, sometimes I'd be so... It's embarrassing how crushed I would be after, like, a bad race, and Mm -hmm. I'd kind of have the attitude don't talk to me. (laughs) I get that sometimes. (laughs) And so I think it's just like, man, sports can be like definitely a big sanctification process and a a lot of conviction. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a constant heart check. I mean, I think that's like a good way to like start like working away in like the application a little bit. And, like, I think you literally hit, like, all three of the applications in that one. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> no, but, like, we didn't, like, talk about it. Like, there's there's more to it. But I think one of them, you said, like, in your life you felt like you were finding that, like, like as an idol almost. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, so the question, like, that we asked, it's, like, apply this to your own life. It's, like, how do I know if I have an idol mm-hmm. with something? And it, when it comes down to it, it's, like, are you idolizing your sport? Mm-hmm. And... The question you can ask yourself is just, at, like, where do you find your worth, your meaning, and significance in life? And if that thing isn't Jesus, you know, then it's an idol. It's like, mm-hmm. are you finding your worth and significance in Jesus and his love for you and what he's done on the cross or, you know, any other thing? So you guys can add on to that because I think this is, like, a, a deeper. So I don't know yeah. if you have any thoughts, but... I... I think this is super complicated, and yeah, this is something is that <laughs> I struggled with for a long time. When I became a Christian, um, I just, like, heard a speech from a guy that was talking about he he let, or long story short, there was a professional volleyball player, and he, like, came to this man and was like, hey, I think I idolize volleyball, but I'm scared to give my life to Christ because mm-hmm. if I do, it's like, 
he's going to take away volleyball for me, and I just mm. love it too much. That's my career. Mm. And this guy is giving a speech. He's like, well, that's not really, like, the smartest mindset to have. It's like Jesus isn't going to take away things from you, and he's only gonna, you're only going to gain things if you mm. give your life to him. And if that means you do idolize your sport, then maybe he gave you these skills for a reason. Then maybe mm-hmm. you become a coach and you mm-hmm. have an impact on somebody's life on that end. And that just like really hit me because um, I was struggling with giving my life to Christ because thinking that volleyball was going to be taken away from me. And mm-hmm. it took me, I mean, a year and a half to like have a heart change. And none of this stuff um, – about figuring out if you idolize it or your identity in Christ is going to change overnight. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. um, it's a process and mm-hmm. it's a feeling that many people can't explain. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody, unfortunately, doesn't get a spiritual feeling yeah. from God. And that's something that I struggle with. It's like I hear stories it's like, God, like, why don't you just give me that knowing that you're <laughs> right here? Like, just give yeah. me that. Right. It's For me, it's a process. And like when we were talking about figuring out if you idolize it. And I was just thinking, like, Dayton just explained as if you put your worth in Jesus and if you take Jesus out, like, are you okay or are you not okay, you mm-hmm. know? So I was just thinking that if I take volleyball out, like, is my worth still for Jesus? Like, is what I'm mm-hmm. doing still for Jesus? And, like, I can confidently say, yeah. But mm-hmm. if you would have asked me that a year and a half ago, I would have said no. Oh. And... Mm-hmm. I would have said I'm doing it for myself and for volleyball and for my success. And it's like I'm playing volleyball because I love the competition and I want my teammates to know Christ and I just see so much benefit of me being an athlete and a Christian. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, so I feel like it's a process and it's a heart change. Mm -hmm. Like you just can't explain it, but you do feel it in your heart. And you just got to remember that things, when you give your life to Christ, like, the Holy Spirit sanctifies you and changes you and you only gain from that and your idols will be taken away from you mm-hmm. but ultimately that is for our good. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you said something too of like it's like our spiritual growth or like putting our identity in God isn't really quantifiable in some ways. Like you can't really measure it. Mm-hmm. It's like like it's like really it's a lot of time it's like it's not a feeling. It's like it's just like an action mm-hmm. of just like I know this is true and I'm gonna follow like christ in this and so it's like one of my favorite songs is by chris rice it's, <laughs> it's called smell the color nine. Oh gosh first of all <laughs> nine you can't smell a color no. and if you could smell a color nine's not a color <laughs> and so the idea of the whole song is like he's like he talks about all these people that have like done all like seen so many miracles or like so many things that have happened and he's like well that's never happened in my life yeah. but he just knows it's true and it's, like, I think it's just through the slowly, like, washing of, like, reading your Bible and, like, praying, spending time with, like, other Christians. It's, like, you will see that. And you'll learn how to um, put your trust in God. And so, mm-hmm. like, I want to make it clear. Because, um, like, I th- it's, like, sometimes we can be vague as Christians. But it's also, it's, like, it's just, it's a slow, it's, it's a process. Yeah. And I think, sorry, Jen, I'm not trying to talk the entire time. No, but I love it. <laughs> something that was important for me that Dane just talked about was community i mean it took Mm -hmm. me like freaking four months five months to eat after i became a christian to even realize what the importance of community was and surrounding myself around other christians because when i don't have as much time now in my schedule it's like the last thing i want to do is go around a bunch of people who want to stay up late and just 
aren't as exhausted (laughs) as I am. And that was like the last thing I wanted to do. And Mm. let's be real. Some Christians just are different than (laughs) other people. And so that took me a long time to realize the importance of community. Mm. But when Mm. I just like jumped in and like forced myself to be around them, now I consider them all to be my best friends and it's really helped change my life. And, uh, yeah, open my eyes to what being a Christian is and, yeah, the identity process and idolizing and all that. Mm, that's mm-hmm. good. I can't tell you just, like, how encouraging yeah, this is and just, like, how much, Kendall, that you've encouraged my heart just the way, like, <laughs> much you've been, how much you've been through and, like, seeing already how much yeah. you grow and yeah, have grown really and just, cool. like, we were talking sad. earlier before you here, we were talking about you a little bit and <laughs> just, like, we were like, wow, like, a spiritual gift I really admire from Kendall is just her, like, abandoned to just like love people like her boldness to love people oh, super well you. and just how you connect with so many different people um just really encouraging and your heart for your teammates and just for everyone and god oh, has given you, you that ability to connect with athletes yeah. and i think you hit on a good point that like our feelings aren't reliable guides mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. it's kind of like our the train the engine um should be like the gospel of god what he's done for us and then our feelings will follow they're up and, yeah. you know, they're up and down. And so that's like more the caboose. And so often we try to live, be like empowered by our feelings and then let the, you know, if I feel like reading my Bible, then I will if I not. Mm-hmm. But as Christians, we know that like our heart is deceitful above yeah. all things. Um, so, but yeah, another thing, sorry, it's a little random, but just what she was talking about with um, feeling like God's going to um, punish you sometimes if you like, like, just this punishment mindset of, like, oh, like, since the b- world is brokenness or broken, I'm going to, mm-hmm. like, experience all this, like, pain. And which, on one hand, is true. Like, we will have suffering in this world. But I think part of trusting God in sports and athletics is that um, surrendering and knowing that the best is yet to come and just enjoying every moment that we have. And, like, God isn't just looking down. He cares. He cares um, what we're going through and four desires mm-hmm. too so yeah i just want to add that in that's yeah. good yeah i think that's a good transition in the, the next application so the first one is it's like seeing like where sports is in your life is like is it an idol or is it like you know is god using this in your life as like a good thing because it mm-hmm. is a good thing mm-hmm. but and so the next thing is like how do i put my identity like not in that but in god and so it's like scenario just like say like you have like like everything goes wrong worst nightmare you know i don't know what would it be but it's like spiders running all over me at night yeah (laughs) or it's like yeah you feel like you're letting down like your your whole family or Mm. you're injured and like something more serious yeah no yeah it's more serious than spiders (laughs) but like when when that happens it's like how do i put my identity in christ and it's just Mm. like you in that moment you just look and you say to yourself it's like well i'm pardoned of all my sins and accepted as righteous mm-hmm. in your sight, God, but only for the righteousness of Christ, imputed to me and received by faith alone. And like that's, mm-hmm. it's like you're righteous in God's sight. And it's like just telling yourself in that moment of like, but uh, like I'm sure you guys have had like times when like something happens and like it, there's like something you can do in that moment. It's either like to lash out or the, just, you know, and like obviously that's not the right choice. And you just got to tell yourself it's like, no, it's like. I don't know, I'm righteous in God's sight. And also, it's like, say, like, the best thing happens, and you're like, dude, I'm the best. And, like, you know, it's like, Kendall, you're the best. It's like, and it's like, 
it's, it's really cool to see like when God works through us, but it's like, it's more so, it's just like, no, I'm only righteous for the righteousness of Jesus. So your identity is just looking to him. It's like, he's my righteousness. So in simple terms, it's like putting your identity in like Jesus is just looking to him and just telling yourself that in the moment. But mm-hmm. yeah, if you guys, you can add if you want or. I think, um, yeah, the gospel gives us just this like humble confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think going into athletics and putting our identity in it, I think Christian athletes kind of have an advantage um, over their competitors in a way because they can freely compete um, for the glory of God, knowing that win or lose, their identity is rooted and seated in Christ. That's their security. Uh, that's their foundation. So I think if you use that as your motivation, I think that um, it'll be a lot easier to not idolize your sport. Yeah. Mm. I just find identity in Christ so hard. I think it's still something that I work with. Yeah. Um, it's really especially in a sport because it's like, all right, this week we're playing. We got Illinois mm. and Marquette and UCF. It's like, all right, well, we're going to focus on them and that's really like my sole focus that mm-hmm. week. And then the next week it's three other big schools. And it's just like really hard to know. It's like, well, I'm doing this to glorify Christ when it's like, well, you want to win. <laughs> you mm-hmm. want to get another yeah. championship. And there's so many other people involved too other than you. It's your coach's career, her name on the line. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it, and it's a lot of pressure. And so I don't, I don't really know how to, like, actually fully put my identity in Christ Mm -hmm. in my sport. But I think it goes back to the idolizing things and being around community and Mm -hmm. just living out your Christian life. That Mm -hmm. naturally, once you accept the Holy Spirit into your heart, um, you just will become more like God Mm -hmm. and more like Jesus. Who is God? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. And so, yeah. I think that's something that's really hard to do fully right away. And, I mean, let's be real. At the end of the day, I'm not taking a serve receive ball and thinking this is for Jesus. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go out there and compete and want to win. And mm-hmm. But it has to do with what do you do if you don't win? Or how do you act? How are you winning? What's your attitude? Mm-hmm. Is that Christ-like? And mm-hmm. I think that is where it goes into your mm-hmm. identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like... It's like, to be an athlete, it's like, performance is like in your blood, you know? Oh, yeah. it's, it's all about performance. And so it's like, that's part of it, and like, in your identity of just like, seeing that. And it's like, I'm not measured by this, but, and so, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's helpful. And you said to it, like, at the end there, it's like, um, it just changes how, like, you love the people on your team. And, like, by those, like, actions that are coming out of a heart of, like, Jesus' love for you. It's, like, Jesus loves me. It's, like, I know that. And, like, you think about it, like, it Mm. wells up in your heart and goes out. And, like, you can love other people. And it causes humility and, like, true love. And it's good to want to win. Yeah. You know, like. that's good, too. For sure. And, like, God has created us to celebrate good things with other people, too, you know. So, it's, like, celebrating with our teammates after a win is awesome, Mm -hmm. you know. And being upset to not when it is okay to yeah that's a good point because this is i want to add this too it's like your identity because it is complicated it's like you can still like mourn a loss yeah but you can also like still like your identity can't be in it even though you're mourning it you know yeah Yeah. but yeah would be so weird if you were like well my career's over but you know what 
it, like you know if you don't right. like yeah. process you gotta pro- we're human like, you gotta process yeah, it so like know? this season this whole coronavirus crap coronavirus right? <laughs> 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 you sounded just like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it's like my season's going to look a lot different for mm-hmm. my final season, yeah. and there's going to be restrictions mm. and requirements, and if anybody knows me, they know I hate authority in my life, so <laughs> like being told what I can and can't do does not usually go well with me, and it's like, well, yeah, if we don't win this past year or this upcoming season or if our season gets cut short, it's like... I can mourn that, and that's okay to be upset yeah. and yes. mad at that. Like, yes. Jesus showed he was mm. angry, and there was, like, mad um, feelings by yes. him. And that's okay to have those feelings, too, um, in your sport. But it's like, how do you react from there, and what's the next step that you go from there? And knowing that my identity is in Christ, yeah, I can mourn. So let's say my season gets cut short. I can mourn the fact that my season's getting cut short, but it's mm-hmm. like I also live for a bunch of other things. I'm not just living yeah. for volleyball anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, like, leaning into that pain of, like, yeah, this is hard, and, like, being around the people around you, like, yeah, this is really hard, but just, like, leaning into it, not, like, turning away, can help you realize, like, how much better, like, Jesus is in that situation. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that, like, makes sense, but just, like, it's okay to, like, be, like, sorrowful in those times. I agree. Totally. I mean, Psalms, think of all the laments mm-hmm. in Psalms, you know, like yeah. God has a big enough chest. We can pound on it here and there, you know? It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. We've, we've hit a ton of good stuff and I'm sure we could like keep going and going. Um, we'll probably have to make a part two. Yeah. Part Wait. two. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, bro. Yeah. Just got, bro. Just got, bro. <laughs> so, but we're going to have to land this plane because this is already the longest one we've done, oh, wow. which is good. Yeah. I, I think it was good. Um, so yeah, you guys have any closing statements you want to make or? Oh. Let's actually, if you want to get takeaway verse. Oh, yeah. So I thought, um. Romans 12, 1 through 3. Um, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be, com- do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. For by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than you should think. Instead, think sensibly, as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. Nice. Good. Yeah. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> so take that verse, just put it in the back of your head and think about it, you know, just let it, you know, change your life. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a good way to um, grow in that. So, yeah. You, yeah. Anything else? Uh, thanks for letting me on here, guys. Yeah, guys. I had so much fun. Thanks for coming into my studio. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually not even my house. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it, and yeah, I cool. just am really excited to continue to grow this journey. Mm, that's totally. awesome. Trust yeah. God, bro. Yeah. Trust God. Thanks for sharing. So, we actually end every episode by saying, that's how you trust God, bro. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. So, you ready? Yeah. Wait, okay. do we say it the same Yeah, say no. That, okay. And that's how you trust God, bro. And that's how you trust God. Ready? All right. And that's how we trust God, bro.